Hello, I'm Mike Santora, Associate Editor, and welcome to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast for August 6th, 2015. Thanks for joining us. Today we're talking about pneumatic cylinders with Mike Gelker, Product Manager for Pneumatic Actuators and Air Supply Products at Festo. First, we'd like to thank Mike for being here, and now we will get right into the questions. What trends are you noticing with pneumatic cylinders right now? Uh, the, the trends that, uh, especially within Festo anyway, are for really automated production and cost reduction. As far as uh, cost reduction, part of that is the uh, improved or more efficient production processes, but also using more efficient uh, profile designs and end cap designs. So you're utilizing less material uh, without sacrificing the integrity of the uh, of the product or the performance of the product. Over the last couple of years, pneumatic cylinders are being forced into harsher and harsher environments. Some people mentioned hydroforming, foundries, uh, the food and beverage industry. Uh, so, so one of the, I guess one of the questions for our readers is, is usually, how do you adapt to those challenges? The environments are getting tougher, and what does that look like? from a manufacturer's perspective in terms of design challenges? Um, yeah, so uh, definitely cylinders are being used in various different environments. Some of the environments uh, can be quite harsh, uh, whether it's uh, like washdown chemicals or if it's just a, a harsh environment like a machining environment where the cylinder is being exposed to uh, contaminants like metal shavings or different kind of uh, other other contaminants or uh, dust and, and dirt, things like that. Um, so a lot of it has to do with developing uh, improved uh, seals, uh, utilizing different uh, polymer materials uh, than just the, the standard rubber or uh, maybe a basic polyurethane. So using materials that are more resistant to chemicals and also utilizing uh, some sort of scraper material uh, for the rod, uh, if it's a piston rod cylinder, to, to protect the, the seal from that contaminant. Um, and there's also uh, utilizing of, of new and improved polymer materials for the seals uh, just to get better performance. So maybe less leakage or longer life out of the, the seal and thus the cylinder. So a lot of just advancements, I think, in the, the polymer field in general. Could you speak a little bit more about the materials themselves? Specifically? You said some polymers and whatnot. Is is this going to be a big trend that you think we're going to see in the next couple of years, or has it just can, kind of been moving along at a steady pace, or is it going to taper off? Uh, yeah, I think it's been moving at a, a relatively constant pace. You know, there's a continual improvement or developments uh, over the years. Um, I don't think it's necessarily been, been a, a big change in just the last few years. I think more, like you said, the actuators are being used in, in harsher environments or maybe new types of environments or applications than they were in the past. And so with these additional opportunities, then you're you're seeing different challenges, I guess, for the cylinder to, 
to survive in those environments. Mm-hmm. Um, within uh, within FESTA, we have really started to develop and test and manufacture our own uh, polymer materials, including seals, but also polymers for other products like the valve bodies and uh, uh, pressure regulator housings. Uh, even cylinder housings. Um, so we are looking into uh, doing more of that. I think maybe in the past, uh, manufacturers more relied on a few of the larger uh, seal manufacturers in utilizing their materials. Where now I think the companies are, uh, at least Festo, taking a more proactive stance internally and seeing what we can develop. Uh, uh, in-house for our needs and for our customers. Uh, on the, as far as the, the materials, uh, primarily uh, discovering, I guess, different uh, polymer combinations and seeing what kind of characteristics that they that they can offer, whether it be uh, uh, maybe it's a low friction uh, performance or a longer life out of the seal uh, or the chemical resistance potentially combining all of this into one seal, those all, all those characteristics into a single seal. Um, so we're, we're trying to, to uh, you know, meet the needs of different types of environments. Uh, and then also, just for a standard environment, coming up with the, the best performing, lowest cost uh, type of material or seal design that we can. The volume is still in you know, pretty standard factory environments. And so really trying to optimize the design and production of of the standard seals as well. Yeah, I think one of the reasons I had I had used seals and, and been asking so many questions about seals is because that's, that's kind of what I've been hearing the most about. But I, what I think one of the things I've been wondering is, is that really the most important component in terms of dealing with harsh environments. Do you think there's there's other components to a pneumatic cylinder that, that might be more important in terms of development if, if we're talking about cylinders in a harsh environment? Yep. I, I think it is the seals. That's usually the, the failure point. Uh, you know, a, a, a typical cylinder is, you know, made out of an aluminum body, maybe aluminum caps and an aluminum piston. It's lightweight and inexpensive uh, and you know, so I don't think the failure is really with the aluminum or metal parts, but uh, or the the rod, you know, being probably a, a stainless steel. So yeah, it, I think it's typically with the seals, with the rod seal being the most important because that's the only external seal that's exposed, you know, directly to the environment. So yeah, really our focus is is on the rod seals but also internally with the piston seals uh, and maybe a cushion seal that's more for cost reduction and just longevity mm-hmm. trying to to get the longest life out of it but uh step one is protecting the inside from contamination and that's the job of the rod seal any advice for a design engineer looking to select a, a pneumatic cylinder for a specific application are, are there any things that you feel like design engineers sometimes overlook or, you know, could do better when they're choosing a cylinder for an application? I guess first and foremost is, uh, 
you know, making sure that it's going to work in the environment. Um, so I, I think uh, some people do not necessarily take that into account. And if it's going to be in a food environment, not everybody actually uses products that are approved and suitable for that environment. And if you don't have, you know, that has to be the, the very first thing that you look at is uh, the materials that are used in the actuator. Um, typically, within a within a cylinder family, you, know, you might have an idea. Okay, I need a piston rod cylinder roughly this size. Uh, you know, within the family that you identify, there's usually some sort of variations, kind of special modifications available and uh, you know making sure that you do uh, spend the money up front and pay a little extra for these special variants which are essentially are, are oftentimes uh, different materials that are used whether it's the the seals or possibly additional corrosion resistance on the uh, the outside materials the body or caps or rod uh, just making sure that you know you're selecting the the materials that are suitable for that environment. Another thing that we're seeing a lot of is uh, more uh, monitoring of your pneumatic system or pneumatic portion of the machine. Uh, with monitoring, I'm referring to uh, knowing about the position maybe of your actuators. And uh, so maybe in addition to just a standard magnetic proximity sensor, having a, um, a, a sensor that can detect the full range of the uh, of the cylinder position, so you know you know beyond just the in positions, you know the the exact position at all times. So using position transmitters instead of digital proximity sensors is becoming more common and also uh, just the uh, from like an energy efficiency standpoint the consumption of air uh, of an actuator or part of a machine and, and monitoring that closely to identify if there's any kind of uh, maintenance issues or, or problems in that regard and uh, addressing them sooner than later so you can kind of proactively address any any issues that, that you may notice through the monitoring instead of waiting for a product to fail and then you have some downtime. So a little more proactive monitoring of the uh, pneumatic systems to, uh, to better predict or uh, maintain the machine and having less downtime that way. Okay. Well, thanks for being with us here, Mike. And to our listeners, be sure to visit www.pneumatictips.com to read our August feature on pneumatic cylinders. We thank you for listening. You can subscribe to Design World's Technology Tuesdays podcast or just check some other episodes out at soundcloud.com designworld. And you can always get the latest need-to-know engineering information at www.designworldonline.com. And lastly, you can reach me on Twitter at at DW underscore Mike Santora. Hope you can join us next time. Yeah.